Welcome to Straight Up Sports, the podcast episode 12. I'm Andrew Schaefer. Uh, in today's episode, it's going to basically be an NBA podcast. A lot of NBA news coming out the past week, week and a half. Um, the All-Star Game coming up, we're going to get into all of it. Um, first, I want to give uh, three shout-outs. Uh, the first one is to P.J. Tucker for possibly making the worst play I have ever seen in the history of the NBA. So the Knicks make a basket. For those of you that weren't watching, Knicks played the Rockets Wednesday night. Knicks make a basket. Uh, the Knicks are down three with about 30 seconds to go. Eric Gordon takes the ball out of bounds and inbounds it. And P.J. Tucker pretty much just backs off and lets the ball start rolling down the court. And Eric Gordon is yelling at P.J. Tucker saying, what are you doing? Noah Vonley picks up the ball and lays it in. And the lead is cut to one. But unfortunately, the Knicks ended up losing because Eric Gordon would then hit a three to put the Rockets up for good. Now, uh, that leads me into... Uh, it's going to lead me into the next segment in just a second. Um, my second shout-out, though, is going to go to Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr talked about, you know, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman on first take, saying that he would fight Stephen A. Smith in a cage match. I want to see that. I, I, you can pay, I will pay whatever dollar it is to watch Stephen A. Smith get beaten up by Derek Carr. I understand that Derek Carr and Max Kellerman, I mean, excuse me, that Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, their job is to criticize you know, people for, you know, what they do in the world of sports. I get it. It's their show. It's what First Take's about. But Derek Carr is going to beat the crap out of Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry. I mean, Derek, I understand Stephen A. Smith is a tough dude. He comes from a tough market. And I love Stephen A. Smith when it comes to basketball. He's the best basketball guy out there. But maybe besides Woj, Stephen A. is the man. But Derek Carr, who trains for a football season, it's just no match. I will pay every dollar to watch Derek Carr go after Stephen A. Smith. Uh, my third shout-out is to Mariano Rivera, first unanimous Hall of Famer. Congratulations to him and to the Yankees. And, you know, I think they got it right. I think the, the Hall of Fame writers got it right, making him the first unanimous player to ever go in the Hall of Fame. Now, people made this a big deal. This should have been done like 50 years ago with Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and and all these guys. The problem with the writers is everybody has a bias and everybody has an opinion. But Mariano Rivera never did anything wrong to any reporter to say, oh, you know, you don't deserve to be in. And I've met Mariano Rivera. I actually got a chance to meet Mariano Rivera when I was in Auburn, New York, uh, working for the Auburn Double Days for about three months. I got a chance to meet him. His son played for the team. Very nice, very humble guy. Um, we actually asked him for an autograph and he declined because he said, this game is about my son, not about me. So I'm not taking autographs like that is about as humble as it gets. I respect Mariano Rivera. So congratulations to him. All right. So now we're going to, we're going to focus on the NBA. This is what this podcast is going to be about. This episode is going to be about today. Big news coming out this morning. Anthony Davis asks for a trade from the Pelicans. I don't think that's any surprise to anybody who watches basketball Everybody knows that Anthony Davis doesn't want to be on New Orleans. New Orleans had a chance to build a team around him. Now, remember, when you are a rookie and you are signed to that long-term contract, it gives the team a window to try to build around you before you're due your $250 million. New Orleans had a chance. You can blame this on Anthony Davis for being selfish, but the bottom line is it falls on the Pelicans' responsibility to build a team around Anthony Davis. Now, I know New Orleans is not really an attractive destination for NBA players, but when you look at Anthony Davis, 
right? I mean, you'd think he could recruit some players there. Because remember, Oklahoma City wasn't an attractable destination until Westbrook and Durant were there. So Anthony Davis, you know, couldn't attract any free agents to come. And they didn't get any draft picks right. Now, granted, their team has been decimated by injury the last few years. They got Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday's a nice player. Um, but they never got that second franchise guy next to them. They got Cousins for a year, but I just wasn't sure Cousins and Davis, well, they thought it was a good fit. I'm just not sure that they ever would have done anything if they stayed together. Um, but we'll see what happens now. I mean, Anthony Davis, is, like I said, he requested a trade this morning through his agent, Rich Paul, who happens to be the same agent for LeBron James. So obviously the first team that's going to come out is the Lakers. They're going to be the most connected because of all the connect because all the dots you connect between Anthony Davis and LeBron. The problem is with the Lakers is they have to make this trade by February 7th because if it gets to the summer, offers could be better than theirs and the Celtics are going to get involved. And I think Boston has the best asset in Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a guy who is a franchise-changing talent. He showed it last year. I know this year probably hasn't been his best year. He's only averaging about 17, 18 points a game. But you saw the ceiling he has from last year in the playoffs. He is a special player. He's the kind of guy that if he were to go in an Anthony Davis trade, he would change the franchise. Do I think Boston is going to offer Jason Tatum? No. I don't think they're going to. I think Danny Ainge would be very reluctant to do it. I do think he would put Jalen Brown in there. I think he would probably put Marcus Smart in there. I don't think Marcus Smart personally is an attractable piece because he's on a big contract and he's got an ego problem. Um, so personally for me, like if I'm New Orleans, I'm only making a trade with Boston if Jason Tatum's in the deal. If Jason Tatum's not in the deal, there is zero discussion. Zero. You could throw me three first-round picks in Jalen Brown. A first-round pick, you may not be half as good as Jason Tatum. You don't know that. So my suggestion to New, to New Orleans for Boston would be if Jason Tatum's a part of the trade, the discussion starts. Um, going back to the Lakers, uh, for me, well, at least let me start with this. The report is that the deal is gonna, has to start with Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Zubak, and a first-round pick. That's the report. If I'm the Lakers and that's all it takes, you absolutely pull that trigger in three seconds. Now, that's not what it's going to take. The, the report actually mentioned that that's where it's going to start. I can understand not wanting Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram has an ego problem as well. He's been very selfish, not a great passer. He's a very good scorer, there's no question. But he's not a good enough teammate, and he's had some issues on and off the court in the past. I just don't see Brandon Ingram being a, a trade asset I would want if I was New Orleans. If I'm New Orleans, I would ask for Kyle Kuzma. I would ask for Zubak. I would ask for Josh Hart. I would ask for Lonzo Ball, and I would ask for two first-round picks. Now, the deal with Lonzo Ball is the father, LeVar Ball, has not been involved recently. And the reason is because I am convinced, and this is a conspiracy theory on my part, that LeBron James and or Magic Johnson paid him off to stay quiet. If Lonzo Ball were to go to New Orleans, LeVar Ball would just come strutting on back down the street. You know, he'd go right down Bourbon Street and just start going crazy. That's up to New Orleans if they want to do that. Um, New Orleans would be smart to wait till the summer to do this because that's when all the offers will start coming in because it's very hard midseason to get a guy like that. It's, it's just really difficult, and I think Anthony Davis should finish out the year in New Orleans and then deal with it in the summer. The other issue with New Orleans is that Anthony Davis could become a distraction in the locker room if he doesn't get traded by February 7th. Um, I happen to believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in the summer. But 
like I said, anything can happen in the trade deadline. Things have, weirder things have happened. Um, as for the Knicks, obviously the team that I root for and that most people that listen to this podcast root for, there are reports out there that the Knicks are in the discussion if Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and the unprotected first-round pick this season are in the trade. You absolutely throw both of them in there. Okay, the unprotected first-round pick, remember, it's not a guaranteed number one pick. It's a lottery pick. It is a top-five pick. You think that could fall to four or five? It could go to one. But we're not going to know that until May. We're not going to know that till the lottery. So if you're the Knicks and you're trying to acquire him at this current time, you absolutely throw in that first pick. Anthony Davis is a generational talent. I know he's got injury history, but the man is a generational talent. I have never seen a guy at his size with the ability to put the ball on the deck and shoot like he does. Now, yes, Porzingis has talent, but here's a stat for you. Kristaps Porzingis, through four seasons, has only played in 56% of his games. That's a big red flag. You know, Porzingis has, has not played a full healthy season. Why in the world would you want to sign Porzingis to a five-year max contract if the guy's never going to play a full year? It just doesn't make any sense from the Knicks' perspective. Now, so obviously that's why he would get thrown in the deal. If you're in New Orleans, I wouldn't... Now, Porzingis is an attractable piece, and he may be the best asset on the table in any offer just because of his ceiling. The problem is, do you think he's actually going to re-sign in New Orleans? Or is he going to just say, okay, I'm going to accept my qualifying offer for this year, become an unrestricted free agent after next season, and then go into the summer and sign wherever I want? Big problem for New Orleans. The only way New Orleans is going to take that trade is if Kristaps Porzingis is willing to sign an extension in New Orleans, which I don't think Porzingis is going to do. I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I, New Orleans would be very, um, it would be a very risky move for New Orleans to make that kind of move. Personally, I, I just, I think he'll end up with the Lakers one way or the other, Anthony Davis. I think it will end up involving Kyle Kuzma. I do think Lonzo Ball will be in there. Um, I think Zubak will be in there as well. I could see Caldwell Pope going in there and probably two first round picks. And I think that'll probably do it for them. Uh, that's just my opinion. I know the Nets will be interested, obviously, with the young core they're building. Uh, I think a team like Toronto should show interest. Now, they may not have the assets to get him, but if you want to go all in with Kawhi Leonard possibly going to the Clippers, this is your chance to try to win the whole chip. I mean, this is the opportunity for Toronto. So those are the teams to me that make the most sense for Anthony Davis, that like, you know, they're an Anthony Davis away. Um, going back to the Knicks, I'm actually sitting in front of uh, my Twitter account here, and I'm reading a report from Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports who just tweeted that the Knicks and the Lakers are both preparing to make an offer for the February 7th trade deadline for Anthony Davis. So here's a question. If you're Scott Perry, right, Porzingis and the Unprotected, you obviously have to put in salary cap um, fillers to make this work in terms of that salary cap. And for those of you wondering about Boston, they actually can't get involved in this trade because Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis are both do their rookie extension deals. So there's a thing called the Derrick Rose Rule. It's called the Rose Rule. 
And basically, they cannot have Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis on the same team, but they can do it in the summer, just not for this particular season. So Anthony Davis will not be on the Celtics come the February 7th uh, trade deadline. Because I know people will probably wonder, oh, why is Boston not in the mix? Well, it's because there's a rule in the CBA that says that they are, they're not allowed to. So I'm going to open up the NBA trade machine, which I know everybody loves to screw around with. Um, and I'm going to do the Knicks and the Pelicans. So if you start with Anthony Davis, he's got three years left at $25 million. Um, that does include this season. Um, then you have Kristaps Porzingis, who has one year left, but obviously he's on a, an injury, with $5.6 million. 5. $6 million. So how do you fill this out? Um, I, I would probably throw, let's see, I would throw Courtney Lee. That gets you $17 million. I think they'd like to throw Hardaway in there as well. That would be $35 million. Um, and then, you know, maybe you could take back, you know, Solomon Hill's expiring contract, you know, to try to make it work. So if you're the Knicks, let's say you throw Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and your unprotected first-round pick for Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill. Now, that may sound like a lot as a Knicks fan. You may say, wow, we're giving up Tim Hardaway Jr., who's averaging 20 points a game. We're giving up Porzingis, who's a franchise player. We're giving up Courtney Lee. We're also possibly giving up the opportunity to get Zion Williamson. Look, we don't know where the Knicks are going to land in the draft. It could be one, two, three, four, five. We have no clue. You cannot bank on the fact that you're going to get the number one pick. You cannot rely on that if you're Scott Perry. Okay, Courtney Lee has two years left for $12 million. Hardaway has three years left for $17 million. Courtney Lee has not done anything this year. He was banged up early and hasn't done anything. So obviously that's a guy you're willing to give up. Tim Hardaway Jr., look, he's got three years at $17 million a season. It was a horrible signing by Steve Mills. And, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is basically a sixth man. And if the Knicks got rid of those two guys, it opens up more playing time for Alonzo Trier and Damian Dotson, two guys who need to start playing more, and Frank Milikina, who also needs to start playing more. But then there's another rumor that I'm going to throw out there, and that's that the Knicks and Dennis Smith Jr. and Dallas have spoken, and they spoke yesterday, and they actually spoke recently, as much as recent as yesterday, and they actually spoke a few days ago as well. Um, the trade, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, that was from... Um, Brandon Robinson, also known as Scoop B on Twitter, uh, the offer or the trade that was trying to get built was Dennis Smith Jr. and Wes Matthews for Frank Nilakina and Tim Hardaway Jr. So that's another option you could do is you could have a three-team trade, you know, if you wanted. So let's throw Dallas in the mix here. So if you throw Dennis Smith Jr. to the Knicks, you take out um, Solomon Hill's contract. And Dallas gets Hardaway. So if you throw Hardaway to Dallas and you throw Nilakina to Dallas, my computer lets me do this. Okay, you throw Nilakina to Dallas. This trade failed because I have to add $14 million to Dallas. So if you give Dallas, let's say you give them, Uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to figure out how this all works. This is a trade machine, and I have no idea how this works. So, New Orleans. Uh, let's throw Wes Matthews on the Pelicans. See if that works. That does not work either. Wow, this is tough to do. Uh, um, okay, let's throw... Let's see here. Who else do we have? Where is, where is Nilakina? 
Why, why is Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. So, so I'm just screwing around with the trade machine a little bit here. Just trying to get an idea of how this works. Cause I really don't do this a lot. I'm just trying to get a three team trade uh, that works between the Knicks, New Orleans and Dallas. Cause as I mentioned, the Knicks have had interest in both Anthony Davis and Dennis Smith Jr. They're trying to unload guys like Courtney Lee and Hardaway. Porzingis will be a part of this trade. You know, guys will be a part of this trade. So I'm just trying to figure out exactly as to what guys, you know, maybe could work out in this scenario. But I can't seem to get this to work anyway. So the bottom line is the Knicks have shown interest in Anthony Davis and Dennis Smith Jr. And if they could find a three-team trade somehow that could get the two of them in here, that would automatically upgrade your team. Because you'd upgrade at the point guard position. Uh, You'd be able to get rid of a guy like... Courtney Lee's contract, Hardaway's contract, Nilakina gets a change of scenery, Porzingis goes to New Orleans. You know, so there's different things uh, that could work out. And ultimately, I think both trades would benefit the Knicks. Now, granted, you are giving up your top lottery pick, and that is a risk. But again, you can't bank on the fact that they're going to win the lottery because the lottery is the lottery. And, you know, I happen to believe the NBA draft lottery is rigged. I've said that for a long time. Um... I'd like to see them do what the NHL did, which was the NHL actually took a live video of the lottery selection and how it works. So I know it's not rigged. The NHL had some issues where people thought it was rigged because Edmonton won the lottery, I think it was like three of the last five years, taking Yakupov, Nugent Hopkins, and McDavid. So they actually showed a video on their Twitter account of the live lottery drawing which I think is actually really cool and it gives a fan's perspective and it gives people and the fans into the perspective of the NHL and how it all works. And I think the NBA should do the same thing because um, then at least we'll know it's not rigged as opposed to giving the number one pick to, you know, the Lakers because they need the market share and, and all that other crazy stuff. Um, so, so that's a little bit about Anthony Davis and what's going on. The other big story uh, there's actually a few. The first one is Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol were finally placed on the trade block by Memphis. This should have been done like three years ago because Memphis really was done once they fired David Fisdale. When, when you look at Memphis, they're a rebuilding team. They have to get younger. They have to build around Jaron Jackson Jr., their young star, who they drafted, I believe, fourth overall in the draft last year. Um, I like Dylan Brooks. Um, he's a young, small forward. He's had some injury problems. Um, but Memphis is going to have to start rebuilding a little bit. Now, Mike Conley will gain trade interest. His problem is he has two years left, and it's at $66 million. So he's, I think, believe he's getting 34 this year and 32 next year. So he's getting a lot of money. And obviously, there's going to be a market for him. I'm sure the Knicks will call. I think Indiana will certainly call. They're a competitive team that can use a point guard. Utah's another team that can use a point guard. So I think there's teams that will show interest in Conley. It's just a matter of how much does Memphis want to eat. Marcus all same thing. Um, I believe he's an unrestricted free agent after the season, so I think he will definitely gain trade interest. Um, I haven't heard of any teams that have shown interest in him, um, but certainly he'll gain interest because of his his ability on the offensive end. Defensively, he's been up and down, but his ability on the offensive end in terms of his playmaking, he's great in pick and roll. He will certainly get moved. I would. He's much easier to move than Mike Conley. Um, the other two um, bits of news... One is Victor Oladipo uh, ruptured his quad tendon. That's really sad because Indiana, I thought, was having a really good season. And this kid's uh, a star in this league, and unfortunately, it's tough to see. Um, obviously, I have a family connection. My mom went to Indiana, so it's tough to see one of the Hoosiers go down. Um, but I know he's the kind of kid who will work hard. He, he has that personality. 
that he's going to come to work every day and, you know, work at rehab and he'll be fine. Um, obviously, it's going to take some time and, you know, he'll probably be out all of next year. Um, but, you know, shout out to Oladipo. I think he'll be fine and you know, hopefully things get better for him. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate for Indiana because they're in a playoff spot right now and now they have to really focus on Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis and it provides a big opportunity for those guys to kind of show what they're made of. Um, the other thing is that Blake Griffin apparently, according to Brandon Robinson, has requested a trade out of Detroit. Now, the Pistons are the kind of team that I think they also have to start over because when you look at their team, yes, they're in the mix for an eight seed, but Andre Drummond is a back-to-the-basket uh, player that really doesn't exist anymore in the NBA. Um, Blake Griffin has gotten much better at his shooting, and he's a pretty decent playmaker for somebody at his size. He's athletic. I think Blake Griffin could get you a lot still in this league. I think Blake Griffin is also a second or third, probably more like a third score on a team. I don't think he can be your best player. Um, I think the Clippers tried that. It didn't work. Um, I, I just don't see it. There was actually a really awkward interview. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it, but there was an awkward video when Blake Griffin was doing a post-game interview and Reggie Jackson kind of photobombed the interview, and you could tell it was just really awkward. And you could tell Blake was like, what is this guy doing here? Um, and Reggie Jackson's making a ton of money, and he's not even doing that great. So Stan Van Gundy really put this team in a tough spot. Um, I think they'd like to move both Griffin and Drummond out because it kind of clears them cap space to kind of get started and and kind of get some younger players, get some young, get some assets. Because they're really their big issue right now is they have no wing players. You know, they have Stanley Johnson, Luke Kennard, Langston Galloway. They're all kind of similar. They're all kind of bench players, but none of them have really stood out and been that guy. So I think Detroit would be smart if you know to start over um, and kind of restock the cupboard, as they say in the NBA. Um, I actually just got an update on my phone from Bleacher Report. It's actually about um, Anthony Davis. It says that Boston is not a top target for Anthony Davis, and there is growing uncertainty that Kyrie Irving will not re-sign in Boston. Now, this has been news for obviously for a while. I Listen, when Kyrie said he was going to re-sign in Boston in front of that crowd, he had to say that. He had to, and when you're in front of 20,000 Boston Celtic fans, what are you going to say? Oh, you know, I'm thinking about testing the market. You know, maybe I'll join the Knicks or the Nets. Why would he say that? He has to say that. He has to say that he's going to re-sign. Has he committed? No. Is he going to? I don't know. I don't believe he's going to. I happen to believe he's going to either end up with the Lakers or the Knicks. He'll either come, he'll either go to LA to go be with LeBron again, or he'll go to New York and maybe possibly team up with Kevin Durant or possibly Anthony Davis. And, you know, here's the thing. If you win in New York, you are a god. Like, winning in Cleveland for LeBron was god tier. You win, if Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis comes to New York and wins, they're getting a statue outside of Madison Square Garden. They will be looked at as god tier, possibly the best player in the franchise's history if they win. They will pass Ewing because Ewing never won. They will pass Clyde Frazier because nobody in this generation even knows who Clyde Frazier is, except that he's the analyst on TV who wears the crazy suits. So the Knicks have a chance to build something special. The question is, is Jim Dolan going to get in the way? Who knows? That's the ultimate wild card with the Knicks as their owner. But we'll see what happens. And, you know, ultimately, like I said, the pipe dream is Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. That's the ultimate pipe dream. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. You never know. Moving on. Uh, the All-Star starters, 
were named uh, last week. Uh, the East, it was Kyrie Irving um, and Victor Oladipo. Unfortunately, Oladipo did get injured, so Kemba Walker got the start. So now it's Kyrie, Kemba Walker, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, and Joel Embiid. I think they got this right. Kemba Walker in his uh, hometown, well, not his hometown, but his hometown team, Charlotte, who is hosting the All-Star game this year. I think that's the right move for them to get Kyrie, to get Kemba Walker into the starting lineup. I think they got that right. Um, so I'm going to name the reserves that I think should be there uh, in the East. Also do the West as well. So starting with the East, I think Bradley Beal should be there. He's had a really good year. I know John Wall was... He's now out with the heel surgery. But Bradley Beal's had a really good year, and I still could see him getting moved to the trade deadline. I don't think he's going to, but I think he's more of like a secondary option for teams. Um, the second guy I have is Blake Griffin. I, I know it's been really awkward in Detroit. I know Blake probably doesn't like playing there, but he's had a really good year. He's put up really good numbers. The Pistons are in the mix for a playoff spot, so I do believe he'll make it. Um, the next guy might surprise people is Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. He has had an unbelievable year. I mean, I've watched him against the Knicks, and he absolutely shredded Ennis Canner. And, you know, Vucevic, I think, has been knocking on the door for a couple of years now, and I think he'll definitely get a nod for the All-Star game. Um, ben Simmons, um, another player who's had a great year, almost averaging a triple-double. Um, you know, obviously, his, the weakness in his game is he's not a great shooter, but his vision is something else. Um, he's part of the reason that Philly's in the mix, obviously, along with Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler. Um, the last three spots were pretty tough for me. I really didn't know where to go. Um, I had a list in front of me, so I went with Eric Bledsoe, um, Kyle Lowry, and I actually went with Pascal Siakam. Um, it was tough. I was, you know, that last spot was interesting. I thought about Spencer Dinwiddie maybe as an option. Um, Chris Middleton was certainly an option as well, but it was very tough in the East with Oladipo going down. Um, you know, it was very tough to find somebody in the East. I could say, oh, yeah, I, they definitely belong in. I could see Dwayne Wade getting an opportunity, though, because it's his last year and he can kind of get a send-off that way. I think that's a possibility. Um, Dwayne Wade, though, has come out and said that he only wants to be in the All-Star game if, you know, if people were to vote him in. I happen to believe he'll probably end up getting it anyway. Um, you know, probably named as an injury replacement or something like that. So we'll see. Um, moving on to the West... Um, starting lineup for them, Steph Curry, no-brainer. James Harden, MVP, no-brainer. Paul George, that was a little surprising. I thought Anthony Davis was going to get the start. Um, but shout-out to Paul George. He's had a great year. Um, you know, he could be the best defensive player in the NBA right now. And he's been in MVP form. He's played much better than Russell Westbrook has this year. So good for Paul George. Again, coming off a really serious leg injury in Indiana. Um, didn't go to the Lakers, re-signed in Oklahoma City. It looks like he made the right move. Um, Kevin Durant, no doubt. And LeBron James is the captain, so he autom- I believe he automatically starts. Even though I would not have personally started him, I would have gone with Anthony Davis over him because LeBron's been injured a lot. Um, so the reserves in the West for me, Anthony Davis, no-brainer. Um, Nikola Jokic, no-brainer. He's, he's been great. I mean, he's almost a triple-double as a seven-footer. His passing is incredible. He's been the MVP for Denver, for sure. And that's the reason Denver's in the mix in the West. And I think they will get to the Western Conference Finals. Originally, I did pick the Lakers. But now with all the drama going on, I think you have to go back to Denver. Um, Damian Lillard, no-brainer. No um, great scoring point guard. I think the knock on him is he's a little too selfish at times. But if Portland wants to go anywhere, he's going to have to be that guy. Carl um, Anthony Towns, no-brainer no again. Young talent, just signed an extension with Minnesota. I think he is a special player. 
He's got the ability to score, the ability in the post and on the perimeter, and his defense has gotten a lot better. Um, he's done a lot of training with Kevin Garnett, so I know that's really helped him a lot. Um, Russell Westbrook, no-brainer. I know his shooting's been awful. His, he's really struggled this year with his jump shot, and he's probably going to have to fix it. But he's a walking triple-double. I mean, you can't leave a walking triple-double out of the All-Star game. And the last spot was really hard. Um, I, I needed a guard because I, I like to break it down as six guards and six forwards. Um, so my last spot was a guard. And for me, the three guards were Mike Conley, um, De'Aaron Fox, and Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. Those were the, the four guys for me, I think, that have had the best year. I think you always got to throw in some younger guys. But for me, it was Mike Conley. I mean, Mike Conley hasn't been in an All-Star game ever. I think he's paid his dues enough times. He's been snubbed enough times. I know Memphis, it's hard to put a guy in where a team free fell from 4th to 14th in like six weeks. But I really think Mike Conley deserves to be in the All-Star game. Nothing against De'Aaron Fox, great player. Devin Booker, great player. Um, you know, but... Ultimately, Mike Conley for me was the choice. I think the I think they're going to end up going with Lamarcus Aldridge though, who's honestly probably had a better year than Mike Conley. I just like to divide it evenly because I think it, it's only fair that way. Um, so obviously, as you guys know, a lot a lot of news in the NBA um, today. You know, with Anthony Davis and everything going on, and you know, obviously Twitter's blowing up like crazy. As I'm sure most of you know, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, Anthony Davis is going to dictate the entire next season, you know. And, and now that, you know, Boston isn't a preferred destination for Anthony Davis, now Kyrie's saying, oh, wait, if he's not coming, maybe I should leave. Um, so it's very, very, it's going to be a very interesting time from now until July 1st. Um, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, I'm actually reading an article right now as I'm doing this. Um, that says that offering Chris Porzingis in a trade to New Orleans would be a dangerous game for the Knicks to play. I don't know. I don't know if it's dangerous. I mean, again, Porzingis is very injury prone. He's has not played a full season, as I mentioned. Um, it's dangerous in the sense that you might lose your franchise player, and Anthony Davis may not want to resign in New York. Obviously, if you're Scott Perry, you're going to ask Anthony Davis's agent, Rich Paul, hey, is he going to resign with us? Because if he is, we're making this trade. If not, we're not doing this trade. Like, you'd be an idiot to just get him as a rental. Um, but we'll see what happens. Again, I'm not banking on it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, the Knicks are definitely getting Anthony Davis, definitely getting Kevin Durant, definitely getting Kyrie Irving. Um, but everything is looking that way. <laughs> um, I still listen. I still believe in my heart of hearts that Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant are probably going to end up not with the Knicks, and Kyrie may just sign in New York, and the Knicks are back to where they were with Melo, which is Melo's the franchise guy now. Kyrie's the franchise guy, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think Porzingis will end up staying and re-signing a five-year extension, and they'll just bank on it that he stays healthy, and that's probably the most likely scenario. But you never know, and uh, I'm optimistic, and I think every Knicks fan should be excited. I know the Knicks have been awful. And they've been a disaster, and there's been a lot of drama surrounding them recently. But I think as a Knicks fan, you have to be excited that you're involved in the opportunity to get franchise-changing talent. And there is a possibility and maybe some hope. I don't know about a lot, but maybe some hope. So anyway, uh, you can listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you search straight up towards the podcast, it will come up. Um, Feel free to subscribe, listen to any episode. They're all there. Um, 
You can also listen to it on Google, Spotify as well. I know people like to listen to it on Spotify because a lot of them have Spotify accounts. It's very easy for them. Um, you can also listen to it on Anchor, which is my app, which is the app that I actually do a lot of the podcast through. As I said, it's very easy to do a podcast if you wanted to start your own. All you do is you hit record and it just starts going for you. Um, so anybody who's nervous to do a podcast or anything like that, please, I'm more than happy to help. Um, actually, the next few weeks, I'm going to be focusing on soccer a little bit as we transition to the Champions League. Um, we're going to talk about Neymar's injury and how much that's going to hurt Paris Saint-Germain going forward because he's now looks like he could be done for the year. Um, you know, I'm going to have some guests on about Champions League soccer. Um, so that'll be coming at you uh, relatively soon because the Champions League actually uh, restarts February 12th right after the Super Bowl. Um, I should probably make my Super Bowl prediction since I won't be doing one. Uh, I'm going to take the, uh, the New England Patriots to win. I'm picking the Patriots because I want the Rams to win. So I'm picking the Patriots 35-30. Tom Brady comes down two minutes to go. Game-winning touchdown to Gronk. Gronk retires. Tom Brady plays another season. Um, so that's it for this episode. Hope you all enjoy it. Go subscribe. Go listen. Come and give me your opinions. Um, I'm Andrew Schaefer, and this is Straight Up Sports.